Thank you. Um, I'm greatly honored um, to have been selected as a John Kenneth Galbraith Fellow. And um, over the course of my career, I have focused on uh, trying to understand trends in poverty and, and inequality and the effects of uh, anti-poverty programs. Uh, John Kenneth Galbraith brought uh, these issues to the attention of policymakers and the public. His Affluent Society, published in 1958, along with a few other works, Michael Harrington's The Other America and Robert Lampman's uh, presentation to the Joint Economic Committee of Congress, um, are featured in most um, histories as providing both the moral and the economic uh, motivation for President Johnson's declaration of war on poverty. Uh, before preparing my remarks, I reread the Affluent Society and found a number of passages that resonate uh, with uh, my research and policy contributions. According to Galbraith, quote, the most certain thing about this poverty is that it is not remedied by a general advance in income. That is, economic growth is no longer on its own sufficient to reduce poverty. Testing this hypothesis was the focus of a number of papers that I co-authored with Peter Gottschalk starting in the 1980s that culminated in our book, America Unequal. And I should say that most of this research was supported by the Russell Sage Foundation. Uh, Gottschalk and I uh, demonstrated, to quote Galbraith, that poverty was no longer being remedied by a general advance in income. Uh, economic growth, particularly the growth of male wages, was much slower uh, after 1973 than it had been in the post-World War II period. Second, a rising tide was no longer lifting all boats, and family inequality and earnings inequality were increasing uh, even during economic recoveries. Now, in 2010, uh, nobody is going to find it odd if I tell you that poverty is going to remain high over the next five or six years, even as the economy begins to emerge from a recession. It's now the conventional wisdom that economic growth uh, for the last three decades has favored the highly skilled and left behind uh, blue-collar and service sector workers. When Gottschalk and I were writing in the early 1980s, however, uh, this was uh, not conventional wisdom. Um, for example, I would cite a paper by Academy Fellow Rebecca Blank and uh, Alan Blinder, who was the 2009 Galbraith Fellow. Uh, they were predicting that poverty would fall during the economic boom of the 1980s, while Gottschalk and I uh, were expecting to see little poverty reduction because we had identified um, rising inequality uh, as um, an offset. When I told Becky I was going to say this earlier, she pointed out that I should say, since then, she's written papers that uh, <laughs> contradict her own early paper. Another Galbraith hypothesis 
that poverty was remaining high in our affluent society, quote, because individual inadequacy precludes employment and participation in the general advance, foreshadows um, my research on the 1996 welfare reform. Uh, Sandra Danziger and I and a number of colleagues at the University of Michigan uh, fielded the women's employment study and interviewed a large number of welfare mothers multiple times uh, in the years following the 96 reform. An unexpected finding uh, confirmed in number, numerous other studies was that many low-income mothers have multiple barriers to employment that prevent them from working steadily even when the unemployment rate is low. Uh, prior to our study, uh, researchers and policymakers focused on two uh, major conflicting hypotheses. Uh, the first, welfare mothers were unwilling to take available jobs. The second, spatial and skill mismatches made available jobs unsuitable for or inaccessible, uh, inaccessible to the poor. Our study, however, demonstrated that employment barriers not previously considered by poverty researchers, like us or most of the other poverty researchers, um, had not focused on high rates of learning disabilities, maternal and child health problems, mental health problems such as depression, and experiences of domestic violence. As a result, the welfare reforms launched by the states after the 96 reform primarily focused on labor market issues. Agency staff did not assess uh, women for these barriers or refer them to services. As a result, the 96 reform successfully reduced welfare dependency, but created a new problem, disconnected women, those who were willing to work but found themselves off cash welfare and unable to find jobs. Congress will soon take up the reauthorization of welfare reform, and I think it's likely that because of this research and the research of others uh, in the aftermath, uh, multiple barriers to employment uh, will be addressed. It's obvious uh, that poverty has increased because of the Great Recession that began in December 2007, um, I would call um, everyone's attention to the uh, Stimulus Act uh, because one can find in it policies that both address these concerns of Galbraith that I've uh, suggested uh, are, resonate in my own research, dealing both with uh, the anti-poverty effects of economic growth and the barriers uh, of the hard-to-employ. Uh, the kinds of policies the Act um, included uh, raised food stamp benefits, expanded the earned income tax credit, subsidized the purchase of health insurance by the unemployed, extended the per capita child credit to lower income families, extended uh, UI benefits, and provided states with incentives to modernize their unemployment insurance programs. Most relevant for welfare reform reauthorization, the Stimulus Act provided emergency funds, which have allowed about 20 states uh, to uh, subsidize temporary public service jobs uh, targeted on uh, disconnected um, men and women. These reforms are more significant 
than anything the federal government has done to help the poor and the near poor in recent decades. However, most of these reforms expire um, without further congressional action. And there's already more discussion in Washington about reducing deficits uh, than there is about making these anti-poverty policies permanent. If the reforms expire, then poverty and inequality remain high in our affluent society, even when we fully recover from the Great Recession. Galbraith called our attention to these problems 50 years ago, and his concerns remain relevant today. Thank you.